You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. While you were skipping stones, building forts, and flying kites, I was missing school and all my Saturday nights. Other kids were climbing trees and rolling down hills. I was singing songs to pay my family's bills. Little me. Hello, welcome to the Little Me Podcast with me, Mark Tuminelli. Today I have two guests who have killed it on Broadway, on TV, and in the movies, and now they're coming together for a new podcast. So please welcome Eli Tokash and Sydney Lucas. Hi, What's friends. Up, Hi, Mark. How are you? Okay, before so we good. talk about your amazingness, let me tell the people about you in case they are unaware. They've been living under rocks. Um <laughs> Eli, you have appeared on television and ABC Forever and Netflix's Friends from College, which I was obsessed with, um, oh and God. the Broadway companies of Pippin and Finding Neverland, the Madison Square Garden production of A Christmas Story, the national tour of Mary Poppins, um, and you're a junior in high school? I am. And uh, Sydney, you are the history-making child star, having created the role of young <laughs> Allison in Fun Home at the Public and then on Broadway for which you received a 2015 Tony nomination for Best Featured Actress in a Musical at the age of 11, um, and also played Mary. It's like, that's a big, that's kind of a big deal. We're going to we'll unpack cool. that in a minute. Um, you played Mary Lennox in The Secret Garden at Lincoln Center. You're a series regular on the AMC show, The Sun, um, and you can be seen in the films Dude, The Skeleton Twins, and a ton of other amazing things. Um, but now you guys have come together to create this Take About podcast. So I want to start with talking about that. How did you guys meet each other? Give me the story. Who's kicking Ooh. it off? Okay, so Eli was in the regional tour of A Christmas Story with my brother Jake. Um, Jake Lucas, who was in Christmas Story. He was also in Newsies on Broadway and King and I on Broadway. And, and he was in King and I the same season you did Fun Home on Broadway? Yeah, so we did the Tony <laughs> Awards together. Isn't that insane? Like, has that ever happened before? A brother and sister, <laughs> no. do you know? My poor parents. <laughs> <laughs> But okay. uh, so, that's, so that's how you guys know each other. That's how the friendship started. Tell me. Yeah, about we, we, met we met when we were, were about 10. like, yeah. And then, um, you know, we we kind of kept in touch ever since. And uh, little did we know that we would end up in the same school when it was sixth grade and when we were about 12. And uh, we reconnected there and we went through all of middle school together. And we really leaned on each other during those three years. Uh, three years, and then uh, we went to high school for a year together before uh, Sydney kind of went her own route <laughs> online. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, and ever since then, we've stayed in really close touch, and uh, we have like mutual friends, so we always hang out when they're in town and stuff like that. And um, one day, I was like asked to do a podcast, and I was kind of like, you know. I want to start one myself. Like, I think it'd be a really cool thing. And I was like, but I want to have a co-host if I ever do it. Like, I want someone there with me. And I, so I knew that I was starting this podcast and things were starting to like heat up and I was starting to talk to more people about it. And um, then I posted something on my Snapchat story, um, like exciting things happening and like left a microphone and like, but like kind of left it suspicious. And uh, I knew that was clickbait for Sydney, and um, <laughs> and she, of course you she did. Up. No, no, no. But like, okay, so Sydney, you called Eli. No one calls anyone. You texted Eli, and you were like, <laughs> I, "What is this? Can I get? Can yeah, I get?" Yeah, I I swiped up, and I was like, "What? What's happening?" And he goes, "Well, 
well, it took a little prodding because whatever. But finally, he told me, well, I may be starting a podcast. I was like, oh, my gosh, you should, like, invite me on sometime. And he goes, wait, you like podcasts? I was like, well, yeah, I just started getting into them. But yeah. And then 20 minutes later, he texts me being like, hey, can I call you? And I was like, yeah. (laughs) And so he calls me and he goes, I have been trying to find a co-host for this podcast and I've gone through so many people and it didn't even cross my mind to to ask you, but will you be my co-host for this podcast? And instantly I was like, yes, of course. And then pretty much in two hours, we already made a, a business plan. And then we had already set a date for promotional picture <laughs> wow. shoots. And we took promotional pics and then we got all the equipment within that week. And then, yeah, we've just been pretty fast moving since then. Okay, but not, none of the episodes have come out yet. Am I correct? This week. No. Oh, who is yeah, your first guest? Can you tell us? It's actually just us that it's okay. going to be released this week. Um, and then our first guest is going to be Broadway's Josh Lehman. Oh, my God. How fun <laughs> Love is him. Yeah. Um, you worked with him in Finding Neverland? Yes, I did. Right? Oh, my God. He is wild. He's um, absolutely hilarious. Great. And so what is the premise of this podcast? Because, you know, there are no podcasts available. No one has one. So it'll be really, I'm being sarcastic. Um, Tell us what this podcast is about. So this podcast is basically, so obviously Eli and I are young and we, there aren't very many podcasts uh, marketed towards young, um, marketed, first of all, produced by young people for young people. We, we looked around and we really haven't seen that many podcasts um, kind of marketed towards young actors or young theater fans or TV fans or movie fans. And so we decided that we wanted to pretty much give people a new perspective on what life is like as a child actor on Broadway, but also bring on guests to talk about their experiences, adult and children alike. I love it. And, um, yeah, it's pretty much our, our kind of byline is we wanted to uh, give people a peek behind the curtains of what life is truly like for a child actor. And, um, yeah, so we pretty much talk a lot about that in our podcast. Yeah, I think the special thing about ours, too, is that, like, you know, we have two young, successful people um, that we can talk uh, on behalf of kids, but also we can talk about uh, people that are transitioning this at this age um, to mm. become a young adult actor um, because we are at that stage where we're 16 and we don't have that high pitched voice anymore. And we can't like, you know, we can't play. You're not as cute as you once were. No, <laughs> it's like my baby cheeks okay. can't like buy me an audition, you know, like no, I got like, to come in and be good. Now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think like just like giving people an understanding and like more appreciation for, uh, you know, what actors do, both kids and adults, because what they go through on a daily basis is very different, but also very um, demanding at the same time. Uh, so we're excited to bring both kids and adults and not just talk about all things Broadway, but also talk about a little bit about the TV and, uh, you know, film industry as well, because there's many actors out there who've done both. And yeah. Well, I'm very excited for you guys, and I'm so glad you're on the Broadway Podcast Network. It's been uh, really fun for me to do this little mini adventure, so I'm sure you guys are going to have a blast as well. Yes, Um, thank thank you. you. So let's go back to the beginning for both of you guys. How did it start? What was the thing that made your parents be like, we got to get them to Ripley Greer immediately? Um, What was like the the start of your, for both of you? Sydney, we'll start with you. Okay, okay, we'll, okay. 
So uh, I got into the business pretty young. I remember really wanting to be an actor when I was about four because I saw two things, I think. Well, actually, three things prompted me. The first one was I would see kids on TV or commercials. And I was like, how do they get there? How is that possible? And then I also saw um, my brother Brock was in a lot of community theater. And I was too young to do the community theater that he was uh performing at and I was so mad I was like just accept me I just want to do this <laughs> and luckily they did accept me a year early because I was so adamant um but watching him really sparked and ignited a flame in me and I was kind of badgering my parents I was like please how do I do this I want to do this and I was four when that happened so my mom was like okay four-year-old chill out for a sec um, because I could have just turned around and, and I don't know, been obsessed with like, you know, flying planes. Yeah, I don't know. Two months later, you um, could have been into something totally different. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I want to be an astronaut now. Um, <laughs> but I wasn't two years go by and I was still so adamant about it. And my mom did some research about how to get a manager, what a manager was, what the difference was between a manager and an agent. And uh, my two brothers, Brock and Jake, because I was going to do it, they're like, well, we'll do it too. So we all auditioned for a manager and we all got it. And then we all started going on auditions. And then um, my brother Jake actually was the first person to book a big thing. He booked Newsies when he was, I think, like, like nine or ten. He booked Newsies in 2012, I think. And he was born in 2001. Oh, was he 11? It could have been like 10 or 10 or 11. I don't know. But um, so that happened. And uh, shortly after that, shortly after he booked Newsies, I booked the lab of Fun Home, which was the first time Fun Home was being stood up in front of an audience. And th- that was this crazy, super fun, insane experience. And then and they kind of brought me along to the off-Broadway run. And then they brought me along to the Broadway run. And here we are. My God, so crazy. Did you ever think that you were not going to continue with the show at any point? Were you worried about getting too old and not getting to do the Broadway portion of Fun Home? I mean, I mean, I was, I had just turned nine when I had started and, uh, you know, Janine had all of the all of the creative team and the, the cast members, they were all very supportive of me and they're, they kind of made me not worry about that. And I think it was, I don't really remember ever worrying that I wouldn't move on with it. Maybe just because I wasn't aware that that was a possibility. (laughs) Um, But I guess maybe I was more concerned about like, is this going to like Broadway? And I remember I was at a benefit with Janine Tesori, the, the composer of Fun Home. I remember I was at a benefit and I asked her, is this going to Broadway? And she goes, on the down low, yes. And I was so excited. And they just brought me along through the entire thing. And I'm so grateful for that because it's brought me so Could you so think many of a better possible show like to I, get your start with? Insane, I mean, right? yeah. Exactly. I was, was my fully f- obsessed. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. So, Eli, how did it start for you? Um, yeah. I mean, pretty similar. I was on my way back from a hockey tournament and I saw my sister 
uh, do this local community show that she saw an ad in the newspaper for and ended up auditioning and got it. And we made it just in time for her opening night. And I saw it. And at intermission, I turned to my mom and I was like, you know, this is something I want to try. Uh, my sister and I would always do like skits and sing in the shower and sing, do performances and whatnot in our house. But I never thought it was like something that I could actually do. So when I saw Tessie do it on stage, I just was like amazed. And so my mom was started asking people in the cast. It was the touring company of Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. And in each city, they had little orphans that they'd bring in for the uh, finale number. And so it was just like a one week thing and we saw it and they went to their next city. But while they were in Pittsburgh, where I'm from, we asked around and we were like, what do we do? And they were like, well, to get started, you can take classes at the Pittsburgh CLO and you can get involved with them and you can do these summer camps. And then I went and did the summer camp and the principal there, you know, saw me and said, you should audition for a show that's going to be at the Benedum Center. And then from there, I did that show and um, then a a casting agency saw me in a Christmas Carol and then represented me. And then they were like, go to New York. And I don't know, everything just like. And I, your family was totally cool with the idea of like packing things up and coming to New York city. Um, no, they didn't. They, they, they didn't know it was a, a thing, you know, I, I, it, cause it, I didn't move to New York and we were adamant that we weren't moving to New York because we were like, there's no way, like our family's here and my siblings are in high school. We have to let them, you know, live too. <laughs> and um, so when I went to New York and got an agent in New York, I was living in West Virginia, but I had an agent in New York and was traveling back and forth for auditions. And I auditioned for the Mary Poppins tour and I ended up booking it. And that's when the real problem faced us. And we were like, oh, I guess we're going to have to like split up for a little bit. And then we were like, okay, but only for six months. And then that turned into a year. And then after the Mary Poppins tour, we got a Christmas story. So then we went back home because that was only like a three month thing. And then we went to Pippin and right after that, I booked Neverland. So we never really got to go back home during that stint and uh, just ended up staying here. And we were like, listen, we, I guess we're here now. And Pippin was your first actual Broadway show, right? Yeah. Yeah. What was that experience like? Unbelievable. I mean, it was absolutely crazy because it's unlike any other show that I've been in. I mean, I know I've been in only like two Broadway shows, but I've been in a lot well, of other only two. No, no, I know. <laughs> <You suck. laughs> no, but like I've been in a lot of shows and there's truly none other like it, especially what Diane Paulus did with the revival and just um, reimagining it into making it a circus and got to learn crazy circus tricks and just life lessons along those, you know, tricks and special messages that were in the show and uh, the people that I met, it, it was just incredible. And I'm thrilled to be a part of this community. It was now. a really cool production. Sydney, did you see that production of Pippin? Oh my gosh. I wish I did. I would have loved to see Eli me balancing on balls and stuff. Um, <laughs> she would have just liked uh, to see me in makeup. Uh, it was, <laughs> you were in it makeup? Was great. I was a oh, clown. Yeah. Send her some photos. You, were a you guys clown? don't know each other. Yeah, clearly. Clearly someone has stalked my Instagram. No, I'm just kidding. We need to do some serious Googling, Sydney Lucas. Okay, so let's go back and talk about Fun Home for a couple more minutes or I'm going to fail as a Fun Home fan. Um, So doing that show (laughs) at the public and then moving it to Broadway was a very different situation because you went from a proscenium theater to in the round, um, which sort of really changed the entire experience, I'm sure, of not only performing the show but rehearsing the show and all that Talk to me about this, you know, 11-year-old girl who has a lot of, 
a lot of people in the industry are talking about her and how great her performance is. Did you feel that pressure? What was that rehearsal process like? Talk to me a little bit about that. You know what? The transition from off-Broadway to Broadway, like you said, it was a proscenium transitioning into the round. We were scared. Not going to lie. We're we're a little bit like, oh, how is this going to happen? But, you know, we learned very quickly not to doubt the mastermind of Sam Gold. Um, no, or- don't do that. Never, ever, because he it just made the show so much more beautiful and so much more intimate. And I, now I truly can't even imagine the show not being in the round. <laughs> um, yeah, I really loved that experience. And I'm really grateful I got to experience it when I was so young because it is such an impactful show. And it speaks about issues that really weren't spoken about that much in theater and still aren't really still to are, a yeah. high extent. Um, and I got, I was exposed to a lot of, um, you know, different people and different stories and perspectives and topics. And um, I just, it kind of, I just grew up in the show and, um, and got to uh, interact with the fans who, as I growed, growed, as I uh, kind of grew, grew up a little bit, <laughs> well, yeah, I know, as I, as I grew up a little bit, um, got more comfortable with, you know, telling me story. <laughs> like there was a, there was a mom whose uh, child was part of the LGBTQIA community and uh, she came to the show and the show really helped her to come to terms with a child's sexuality. And I got to see that firsthand at such a young age. I'm so grateful for that. And, you know, I don't, obviously for everyone, not, you know, regardless of their age, they're going to feel, you know, a little pressure, but I I think it was a good amount. First of all, the show is based off of an actual human being. So my main goal was to just make sure that I did her story, Alison Bechtel. I wanted to make sure that I did her story justice and I did the best that I could. And I knew that that whenever I got nervous or got up all in my head, I was like, this is, I have to do a good job for Allison. And um, this is for her. And I think that that really helped all of us um, do. And when you got your Tony nomination, which is a pretty big deal at uh, age 11, (laughs) um, did you feel that that was coming or was it a shock to you? Um, Well, we, my family and I got together to watch the Tony nominations. I was obviously hoping, you know, um, and, you know, people would come to the show and they would be like, oh, you, you know, all of you guys, you should get nominated. And you're like, oh, thank you. But, you know, I'm like, I'm 11. This is, you know, this is probably, I, part of me was like, I mean, it's possible. But then the other part of me was saying the opposite like you're too young you're you're 11 or whatever so I to be honest I went into it with no expectations and I think that really helped me um well and then of course you got to perform to some extent yeah you got to perform at the Tonys which was and it was your number um yes tell us a little bit about that night and then we'll move on to some other things yeah, I remember when Sam Gold told me that we were going to be performing that at the Tony Awards. To be honest, uh, before he told me that, I, I we all kind of knew that it was going to be Ring of Keys, but I was hoping that it would be some like kind of bigger number from the show because obviously having to perform a solo ballad at the Tony Awards by yourself is so terrifying. <laughs> but deep down, I knew I'm like, it's going to be Ring of Keys. 
And uh, he told me, and I was like, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. It's the anthem of the show, and it's impacted so many people. And so I freaked out for a sec, but uh, pulled myself together and was like, okay, let's do this. And I spent, you know, the Tony season in and of itself is insane. And I spent uh, a lot of time going from the theater doing a show and then going to do rehearsal for the Tony Awards and then going to do a benefit and then interviews and at some point, I just slipped into a haze and literally just let people carry me along. And just like my mom would get to the point where she's like, you're being asked to do this. And I just say yes. <laughs> and I just I just let it happen. And I, to be honest, I almost wish I and this is something that Michael Cerverus, who played my dad in the show, this is something that he really helped me with. And also um, Cheetah Rivera told me. Uh, when we went to the first press junket on a Wednesday, she said, savor this moment, look around, this is going to go by so quickly, just enjoy it. And Michael Cerverus told me that all the time because he had experienced it as well. And I re I did, tr I did that to the best of my ability. Um, and, but sometimes it was just a haze and I don't remember it at all. And then I performed on the Tony Awards, which was the most fulfilling, exciting, scary, terrifying, just dream uh of my entire life um eli you uh came back to broadway and finding neverland that was your second broadway show yeah yes yes tell us about working on that thing oh wow um that was no joke i mean it was the first time that i had to do multiple roles but also perform seven to eight, so eight times or eight so yeah explain that because this is unlike what happens in most broadway shows where it's like you have a track and you play that track or you understudy a track Tell us about how it worked with the Finding Neverland boys. Yeah. Um, so I was actually the only boy that has ever gone on for all four roles in the show. And um, I actually played the youngest boys for a show and a half. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and, Bravo. Um, <laughs> well, thank you. It's quite a, it's quite a big accomplishment. Feather in your cap. Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> and, uh, so what it is, I mean, like we had six boys and there was four boys on stage and there were some of us that did only one role. And there were some of us that, uh, you know, moved around. I played Jack for the beginning two months, I guess that I was there. And, um, then they were like, our Peter's leaving. And at the time we actually had seven. And then when Peter, our Peter that we had um, was leaving, they were like, listen, he's leaving and we'd kind of like you to step into the roles. And I was like, uh, yeah, like, of course. And um, so Chris Richards and I shared Peter for a bit. And then uh, for Matthew's like two or three, like final months, uh, he, he was like, I like, let's not switch it up as much or whatever. And eventually Matthew I, Morrison, of course, is who yes, you're talking about. Yes. yes. <laughs> and, um, and he was like, let's, let's have a, let's do it, um, where we don't mix it up as much. And so they had me play Peter six times a week. And then I was doing my Jack one to two times a week, depending on where they needed to be and what the other kids schedule was like. And we would find out in like a week in advance, but like we all knew the show and we all knew each other's tracks. So like we were all Did like, Did you ever forget go. a track? 
Um, no, but I definitely like did other tracks while I was doing my other track because I like, mean, wait, Mark, I'm supposed to be here. Mark knows me; he knows that. Like, <laughs> I, of course, I couldn't play four roles. No, I could. No, I, I don't see that for <laughs> you. But you're very talented. I just, you know, we only want to put you in one place. Um, <laughs> yes, thank you. Um, but that was like a huge Broadway show with obviously a lot of moving parts and um, was kind of set up to be this really big new Broadway musical. So I'm sure there was like a lot of pressure in doing a show that was so big in size. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I, sure. I the, 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 just, I mean, I don't want to say like dancing that we had to do because like, although it was like dan- a lot of moving in the show. Um there was, I mean, that was the most moving I've ever done for two and a half hours. We were always running around the stage and just being like crazy little boys while um, trying to look good and elegant while we sing. Um, <laughs> but it was, it was a dream. It was, it was definitely that's my favorite project it, that's that just I've what worked the show on. Should be called running around little crazy boys running around the stage. Oh, they oh, for sure. probably still be running today. Um, I don't know about that. I don't know. Um, So crazy. So after these like big Broadway experiences, was the thought I would like to do film and TV, or is that mostly managers and agents saying like this is the next step? Talk to me about since a lot of what you guys have done since Broadway is is film and TV. What draws you there? Well, for me, I I, yeah. Go ahead. No, you. Okay. Oh, you guys are cute. <laughs> Sydney, you can go first because you're our lady. <laughs> okay. Um, to be honest, I TV and movies and Broadway, all of them were things that I wanted to do from the get-go. Uh, I did some TV and some film and some movies. Uh, that's the same thing. <laughs> I did some TV and some film before I did Broadway, but I knew that I wanted to do all three. And then, you know, I think maybe now my career is leading me more towards a TV path or a, a movie path, but then I'm totally going to come back to Broadway. Um, I'm just pretty much going. I've always been like, I'm just going to go where the universe leads me and see what happens. But I've really always been interested in all three, like like genuinely super, super interested in all three different aspects. And I, tr- I truly don't have a preference. And you played Kristen Wiig's younger self in two different movies? I did. That is like cool, a very right? interesting fun fact. I know, right? That'll be like uh, your Jeopardy category. <laughs> um, yeah. That's the question. Um, I yeah, love and that. I, and Eli, I, yeah, go ahead. And I didn't meet Kristen Wiig until the second movie that I did, um, which basically just a very short rundown of how we met is uh, we were doing a pool scene. I was with the person who was playing young Bill Hader. His name was Eddie. And uh, we were standing on the side of the pool and Kristen and Bill, they had just finished their pool scene and we were coming in to do ours. And then Kristen comes in um, and she starts talking to us. I'm like, oh my gosh, hey, so cool. And we were talking for a couple minutes. And uh, the next thing that I remember is just being really dizzy. And then the next thing that I remember after that is coming to on the on the on the tile on the swimming pool right next to the swimming pool. And with like 20 people around me, I'd passed out. And I probably was like locking my legs or something. And like my mom was up in my head and then I had a lifeguard holding my legs up. And then I, the first person, the first face that I saw coming to was Kristen Wiggs, who was over to my right, rubbing my leg, trying to help me wake up. (laughs) And then, (laughs) and then, uh, 
the lifeguard like carried me out. I went to the hospital. I was fine. Came back the next day and we filmed it in a shallower pool just in case. Um, but I was fine. Passed out. And Great. Just in case I passed out. But to be honest, I think mo- I'm pr- like 99% positive the reason I passed out was because I was locking my legs. But it was so sweet. Well, first of all, there's no way Kristen Wiig is going to forget that um, first impression. <laughs> no, you'll um, always have passing out near a pool in the skeleton twins as your story. Exactly. Exactly. It's a great movie. Um, um, yeah, everyone should. It is. I think it's on Netflix. Um, get on yeah. it, people. Mark, I think you um, should write it. Get on it. Uh, yeah, um, <laughs> Eli, talk to me about working on uh, doing some film and TV stuff because you've done a ton. Yeah, I mean, for me, it was more just like not even a thought that you know I was. It wasn't even an option, I guess I could say, um, because I was just like you know whatever I could get an audition for, I'm going to go in for like. It was pretty much as simple as that for me. Um, whatever, whoever wanted to see me I was going to see me. And um, my agents and managers didn't even, like, ask. But, like, I guess th- I s- got my first, like, TV audition. And I was like, yeah, like, of course. Um, obviously, like, my first love was theater. And I just like theater, I didn't think that I could even, like, TV was a possibility. Um, but then when it was, you know, I kind of rolled with it and – it was funny because the first like big movie that I auditioned for, I got, and I wasn't able to do it because I was in Pippin at the time, and Pippin wouldn't let me film and be in the show because it had conflicts. I know it was really <laughs> unfortunate. Um, and then uh, the first TV show I auditioned for was Forever, and I booked it, and I was on about like twelve episodes of the show, and I mean that's when I was like, wow, this is incredible. And actually I was filming that during Pippin, but fortunately they were able to work around my schedule. Um, But yeah, it was just, it was awesome. And now I do more and more of it. And I mean, as we transition, Sydney and I, um, and I'm 16 now, I'm too old to play young kids on Broadway and I'm too young to play adults on Broadway. So this is kind of the route I'm going to have to take for Oh, right. I know. I'm, I turned three days ago. Uh, May 5th is my birthday. Um, <laughs> Happy birthday. I Thank about, you. I know. Oh, guys, Sydney, how old are you now? I'm 16. Oh, wow. Guys, I'm so really cool. like nine, but it's okay. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, You don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. What kind of things come up? Because you guys are like child stars, which is a super weird thing to be. But what kind of things come up for you that like weird parties you get invited to or experiences where you're like, I cannot believe this is my life right now? Sydney, have uh, stuff has stuff like that come up for you? I mean, the Tony Awards after parties were pretty insane. 
Um, I went, I stayed up till, I think I woke up at like 6am that day. And then I stayed up till 4am just, you know, going to all of the different after parties. And I mean, I can't, first of all, I barely remember that night because I was running on pure adrenaline because that day was so long. Um, but I, my dad was like, if we're, I'm going to take you, cause this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. You never know if you're going to be able to experience this again. Any after party you want to go to, I will take you to no doubt. Um, Aww. we can go home whenever you want, but I'm here if you want to whatever you want to do and we went to pretty we went to i think like three or four different after parties one of which was so packed you literally could not move around in it <sighs> and uh at a certain point i was like uh, oh by the way at, at this point i was feeling a little claustrophobic because i was sewn into my dress uh long story <laughs> Um, but I was feeling very claustrophobic. So I had to, at a certain point, I was like, okay, I want to go home and get cut back out of my dress. Get, get me out of this. Um, <laughs> well, that is like so awesome about your dad. I mean, like my dad yeah. wouldn't pick me up from play rehearsal on Long Island. So it's Aww. very impressive that, no, yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm exaggerating. <laughs> my dad's I mean, fine. I love my parents and it's insane because my brother also performed in that Tony award. So they were ranked, they were pretty much handling two different children, two different shows it performing in the same exact Tony Awards. Um, do you guys like, do your parents decide like mom's with him, dad's with you? Is that how you made all of that work? Um, I have, to be honest, I was mainly focused on myself. You're like, um, I'm focusing uh, on being a star. So everyone out of my, out of my <laughs> no. way. Uh, I mean, I think in the morning it was in the morning, actually, Jake left before I did. And then both of them, and then he went to his theater and then because the everyone has a different call time to rehearse pretty much yeah. the rest of the day. Yeah. And then, um, my, mo both of my parents were actually with me for most of the day. And then at the end, it was my dad who was, um, kind of taking me to all the different after parties while, uh, I think we dropped my brother back off at the hotel. And then my mom came back in at some point. Because my brother fell asleep at one of the after parties and does not remember getting back to the hotel. Great, he's blackout, blackout wasted. <laughs> two different, um, two different people there. Eli, what kind of stuff have you been at or been invited to or like experiences with celebrities that you like couldn't quite believe? Um, there's been a few, you know, little events that. I've been like, wow, uh, I did the Trevor Project event, Trevor Live. Um, and you had been part of the Trevor musical for a long time. Yeah, I have. Um, I did the out-of-town production in Chicago, and it's finally making its debut on Off-Broadway um, as soon as this quarantine is over. Um, but now you're too old? Is that what happened? Yeah, That's I am. I'm too old, too tall, all of those Aww. fun things. Um, but yeah, so... Uh, I did that Trevor live and it, I mean, it had Imagine Dragons. It had like the cast of Orange is the New Black. Like it literally had brought like Brandon Uranowitz. It had like Broadway people. It had TV people. It had like radio people. It was awesome. Um, and then I was invited to perform at the White House with Finding Neverland. And I met like yeah. Michelle Obama, Christian Borrell and like. So cool. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was crazy. Also, I don't think anyone's ever said Michelle Obama and Christian Borrell in the same sentence. <laughs> so I'm glad that it's happening at 34 minutes into this. <laughs> I know. I'm glad to be the first one too. Oh my goodness. Oh my God, <laughs> Do not cut that out. It's everything um he has like thirty thousand oh, dogs in his apartment 
Oh my God, that's, did we lose him? Is he still alive? Eli? I'm here, I'm He's here. He's still there. <laughs> um, I love it. Okay, how hard is it to leave these shows for both of you when you're doing a Broadway show and it feels like you're a family and how hard is it to like say, I need to bow out or I'm too, I'm getting too old for this and things like that. Sydney, how hard was it for you to leave Fun Home? You know, it's, it was bittersweet because I had been in the show for a quarter of my life when I left. I started when I had just turned nine and then I ended when I was 12. Um, And that's a really, really long time to be in a show. And especially when you only have 12 years of experience and then you've been in a show for practically like three, four years. Three and a half of those 12 years. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Um, And, you know, part of me was like, I... I can't even ever imagine my life without this show. I I can't imagine not doing this every single day. And this is my family and I love them so much. And the thought of leaving them makes me really sad. But then on the other hand, I just felt like it was time to leave. You you know what I mean? It, there's yeah. a point where you're like, it's, it's time for me to move on to a new chapter. Um, I'm so grateful for it and I loved it so much. But, you know, I, I was I think I was ready to move on to to new things. And um, yeah, I was so grateful for my time in the show. And it was definitely very hard. But I think I also felt ready. Eli, how long did you stay in Finding Neverland? Um, So I've actually never been uh, in a show that I left by myself. Like I've always stayed until closing. Um, so oh, I was in you're Neverland. You're a ride or die. You're good. You're good to have in a company. <laughs> I'm trying, man. I mean, hey, anything to keep me busy. I, I love it. Um, but I was in Neverland. I joined a month after it opened, so I was pretty much there for the full Like full longer ride. than anyone else in that show. <laughs> you're, you're there. Yeah. Um, that's, and I'm sure it was very hard to say goodbye to and close it oh. out after after doing that and also having that like group of boys together, you know, sort of creating a musical every night. Oh, for sure. I mean, when you have kids in a show, your bond is super strong and because you have oh, to yeah. be with each other 24-7 and you have to have that bond on stage as well as off stage. And, you know, just being having those boys there unknowingly just made you more comfortable with not only the boys, but the adults as well. Um, so it was, it was super special and everyone, we got really lucky with the incredible cast that everyone just got along so well. And we had the best time on stage and off stage. We were so silly. (laughs) So what happens now, friends? Like, what are we want to do? Obviously we're going to continue to do, you know, the things we love, but do we think college is in our future? What does that look like for both of you? Yeah, I'm actually in the process of college searching now. Um, I have NYU, Fordham, Pace, a few other colleges on my list that I'm looking at. Do you want to stay in the city so that you can continue? I do want to stay. Yeah, I do want to stay in the city. That's definitely like a must that I, I talked to my manager and I was like, you know, early on I was thinking about Michigan. And he was like, it's a great school, blah, blah, blah. And I don't want to take anything away from you if you're like dead set on it. But like, just know that four years you're not going to be in the city and you're not going to get every audition that comes in for you where as if you stayed in the city you could get um a ton more auditions and be more available to work and stuff like that so i was like hmm yeah that's a good point didn't think about that um so mm. i think i'm gonna stay in the city for sure 
and oh. uh, we'll see we'll see where it goes i mean i'll do anything i my love is broadway but i also love the film in that area and i even love voiceovers and stuff like that so really anything yeah. and sydney what do you think your plan will be um i'm definitely i definitely do want to go to college i am I, to be honest, I, I've thought of a couple different colleges. I've thought of like NYU, Yale, Duke. Um, and I really want to go to college, not for acting, but I really want to go for law because law is something that I've always been, first of all, I'll always be an actor, by the way, but I've always known that I wanted to go to college for something else. And if for some reason my acting career gives me a big platform that I can use to help people in some way, I would want to be knowledgeable in, in that specific thing. So I'm very, very into, uh, I think I want to go, to go into civil law. Um, and obviously I, I know that, you know, that requires law school and all that, but to be honest, I, I, I'll do more research, but I think it's worth it. And yeah. it's always been something that I've been really interested in. And, um, yeah, but I'm always going to be an actor and I'm definitely always going to be in the business. That is most definitely my passion and my love. Um, I may try out different things other than acting, even though acting yeah. is most definitely my first love. But I'm also very interested in writing and directing. And um, we'll do all of know, those things, please. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> seriously. For sure. So, like, you know, I'll, I'll maybe. Uh, a shadow a director just to see what it's like or I'll maybe shadow a writer or maybe I'll just write something who knows and maybe I'll I'll go into the singing business or I'll you know go into tv and movie for some part of my life and then I'll come back to Broadway and really I just want to do everything (laughs) how hard do you guys feel like it is to be a normal high school student and have these this level of success and have done you know having having done so many different things that the, these other kids would I'm sure die to have done how hard is it to like just be a normal and I know Sydney you're not in regular school but or no one's in any school at all anymore but how how hard yeah. is it to just maintain being a regular high school student and wanting to do the school musical or does everyone want to like burn you alive I mean, we're lucky that we got to go to a performing arts school. So a lot of kids there were in Broadway and TV and, and movies. That's that's kind of what this school is known for. It's very flexible to working actors and probably like half of or a quarter of our class were professional actors. And there we luckily we also went to a school that didn't have much jealousy purely because, you know, Everyone's just supportive of each other and each other's careers. And it was something that we could talk about. And uh, we, you know, what was required for us in the school was we had to do uh, like on Mondays and this and like Thursdays. I don't remember, but like on Mondays and Thursdays, we had to go to acting class. And then on this day and this day, we had to go to singing classes and then we had to go to dance classes. And uh, it was a very performing arts uh, centered school. So we really lucked out with that. It's uh, an amazing school. Um, but, you know, being... to be honest, I. Yes, Eli, get in there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah get in there, Eli. Sydney, that was the Miss America answer. Nice. Um, you did a great job with that. You win Miss America. Eli, tell us what it's really like. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, we get along so well. I know. Um, no, um, that being said, there's definitely a lot of jealousy that goes on at the school. Um, we all definitely really? try to support I never each other. That. 
maybe because a lot of people All looked right. up to you and like you were a Tony nom and they just like wanted to be your friend. <laughs> but like, oh. to be fair, I mean, there's definitely oh. a lot of jealousy and um, a lot of, uh, I don't know. I mean, in a I mean, I'm jealous of both of you right now and I'm not... <laughs> I'm not in high school with you, but I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> I mean, it's anywhere hard, it's a hard gr- to be a real kid. Yeah. And anywhere that there's like a group of over 25 teenagers, there's obviously going to be a drama and jealousy and all of this. Um, but as far as Sydney was saying, we definitely looked, lucked out as far as going to a performing arts school and being able to, uh, the school was able to be very supportive with our schedules as far as working and going to school. They were lenient with, um, you know, our class deadlines and work that we had to do. And they made that super, they were super supportive in that aspect. But as far as, you know, a school itself, it was definitely a regular school. And when you were in school, you had to deal with being like a normal person, which I think is something that both Sydney and I really love because we're, we are human. Like we, we do want to have this normal life and this normal, you know, daily basis that everyone goes through. So, yeah. Yeah, it, it definitely was like a, a normal, it, it, like, being a performing arts school, it still was, uh, you know, you were a student and it you weren't, you know, I didn't feel like some whatever, some like hotshot whatever, but um, <laughs> we, we just, well, to be honest. Well, if I was you, I would have. <laughs> yeah. I really I would have like walked I around genuinely, with my. <laughs> I think maybe I lucked out. I genuinely didn't experience any drama. Uh. But to be honest, I I we I get that question a lot. Like, would you have rather to having have, would you have rather rather having a normal life? And my answer is one hundred and ten percent no, absolutely no. not. I I really 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 love the childhood that I had. I had so many opportunities, and I just lucked so lucked out so hard with my family. And well, yeah, I was going to say was, it sounds like your parents really took care of you and really made sure oh, yeah. that you know that you came first before the performance comes first. And that seems like a really important way to get through that insanity. For sure. And they kept me grounded too. Like my entire family just, you know, kept me grounded. And also my brother Jake went to that same performing arts school. So we got to experience that together. And luckily, you know, we were able to uh, kind of figure it out with the school to when we were in Broadway shows, because it's really hard to get home at midnight or one or two and then have to wake up early in the morning and then go to school. And, you know, a lot what a lot of people don't know is Monday is the day off for theater. But obviously, Monday is not the day off for school. school. So oftentimes kids would have no day off. But luckily, we were able to work out with the school for us to come in a little bit later and then work in a classroom by ourselves, catching up on work and then we would join the rest of our class later on so that was really nice and I had my brother to experience that with me and um I'm just so grateful for my entire life and my entire childhood and I (laughs) true I wouldn't have changed anything well I'm grateful that you had that experience as well because it made such a big impact and Eli you're a superstar we did sister act together at Broadway workshop and it was a scream dream come Um, true 
Yes, <laughs> dreams come true I for everyone. My career. Of course, of course. Um, anyway, all right, guys, we have two more sections and then we have to close out. So at this point, oh. we're each going to tell, I know, time flies, but it's the middle of the night. Um, oh. <laughs> all right, so I need each of you to tell me what your current obsession is. If there's something that's helping you get through our little bit of a lockdown, what is? what are you watching? What is your, your thing you want people to watch or read or listen to? Sydney, you go first. Okay. So um, I have pretty much in this quarantine binge watch. I, I, first of all, I've been pretty busy in doing uh, fundraising projects for the Actors Fund and also Earth Day and, and stuff like that. And I've been super grateful awesome. to, I've been like so busy during this quarantine. It's insane. It, I haven't really sat down and been like, oh, wow, what? in the world is happening yeah don't think about it just keep moving forward don't think about it <laughs> yeah exactly um but i pretty much binge watched five seasons of how to get away with murder i can't even it is so it is such a good show viola davis the first is, three seasons were so good and then it does this it jumps the shark a little bit and gets a little bonnie I mean, winterbottom there is a twist you have seen it i'm gonna fangirl about this with you Oh my gosh! I There's stopped such watching a huge twist maybe last that... season. Yeah. Really? So did did a? <laughs> I, I'm going to do my best not to do any spoilers, but did someone okay. important, let's just say, leave the show, or like um, die? I don't. I like don't remember this riveting conversation okay. right now. Uh, <laughs> I think the last thing was someone died in. Yeah, someone died in a. It was snowing at a wedding, but I might also be confusing that with a different. Oh show. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I watch that, a lot of television. No, no, that that's it. That is definitely it. But there was someone who died before. I, I'm sorry. I watched it okay. in such a quick span. It's insane. But I've also been All working right, well, to get my splits back, and I'm almost there. Okay, so, yeah. those are your obsession splits and how to get away with murder. <laughs> Eli, what is <laughs> your obsession? Um, my obsession right now is I'm binge watching. Well, not binge watching, but I'm going pretty slow with it. But uh, the Vampire Diaries. All right. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was really like stupid and I didn't want to watch it but finally my girlfriend convinced me and we're watching it on Netflix party almost every night and uh it's so good it's insane wait what is Netflix party is that something oh it's incredible it's the best thing Netflix has ever done it's a free uh extension for Google Chrome I said free because Disney plus is not and I'm kind of sad about it (laughs) And um, so, yeah, uh, it's a free extension from Google Chrome and you can watch and you can watch a Netflix show with your friend from that you're not like in the same house. I love that. Yeah. And you can like chat and like whenever you pause it, it pauses on their screen as well. Um, So like it's literally like you guys are watching it together. And like if you pay a little extra, you can have like video of them and and Netflix going at the same time but I I do the free version all right well maybe they'll give you maybe they'll give you the free like a free pass for the expensive version now that you've mentioned (laughs) it on my widely yes um okay my obsession this week is the housewives of New York Mm. thank you bravo for the light of my life um, I just love those crazy drunk ladies. It's it's really my <laughs> greatest joy. It's not your generation. Your young people are not watching Housewives, but no. it's it's for me. Um, and it's so special. Okay, guys, ready? Here we go. Yeah. This Let's is the Broadway workshop. Quick fire questions. I'll say who it's for. Just answer them the best you can. Okay, okay. are you ready? Mm-hmm. Yes. Sydney, favorite Broadway show. Um, newsies, wagers. Uh I feel like I'm forgetting something, but there you go. I'll take them. Um, Eli, favorite holiday? Christmas. 
Sydney, first Broadway show you saw? Xanadu, I think. Oh my God, good one. Eli, first Broadway show you saw? Mary Poppins. Okay, Sydney, if you had to be quarantined with one member of your fun home cast, who would it be? Oscar Williams. Oh. My BFF. Yeah. Eli, did you have braces? No. My teeth are Um, Really? I have braces. (laughs) Well, Invisalign, it's like a game changer. No, they're not that bad. There's a little gap, and I have vampire teeth, but it's fine. All right. Well, maybe that's going to be marketable. (laughs) Sydney, did you have braces? Yes, I did. Okay. You like, have you ever been to a ballet class? No. Well, I mean, if you got at school, yes, but you have. Never a ballet class. Um, okay, Sydney, favorite memory of doing a secret garden at Lincoln Center with my girl, Sierra Bagas? Oh, the entire thing. Ah, my goodness. Um, did, the entire thing was so magical. I also got to do it, it with really my BFF, good. Oscar Williams. So I oh, guess that so was. Cool. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Eli, something that we should know about Matthew Morrison. Um, he's a dad now and just shaved his head. Okay. Um, Sydney, if you had a yacht, what would you call it? Um, the, hmm, hold on. I would call it, uh, I don't know. I would, have. Ah, I'm so bad at this. I need my brain to work I mean, you're faster. you're not good at it, but. <laughs> no, I would call it. Okay, if okay, so let's just say I had a yacht and I used it as like a studio to sing at. I would call it Sydney Singdom Kingdom or the SS Kingdom. Ooh. Okay, SS Kingdom so is the winner. Fire. It only took 45 minutes to get to that. <laughs> um, Eli, do you know how to drive? I do not. Um, Sydney, what would your superhero ha- power be? Um, ooh, that would be, uh, <laughs> stop it. I am sorry. I, I'm so indecisive. Uh, I, my gosh. Come, uh, I can't. I can't. I mean, it it's would, flying, invisibility. I don't know. It could be like maybe reading minds or like. All right. I'll take reading minds. I feel minds. like, I feel. I think that's a good but one. Like, no. Like, no. <laughs> okay, I don't know. We'll circle back. Um, we'll circle Eli. back. I'll think about it. Yeah, next episode. One thing um you one thing you would tell people about doing Pippin on Broadway. I was a I trained in circus for a year and a half because I was doing tricks with uh professional circus people. Sydney, did you audition for Dear Evan Hansen? No, I didn't. Um you're like that was just a hard pass. Um No. Uh, no, no, I'm kidding. I just did. Um, this was not a question, but Eli, have you auditioned for Dear Evan Hansen? I have not. All right, we'll get you in on that. Um, Eli, who's <laughs> yeah. your favorite Disney princess? Oh, um, I'm going to say Belle because my cousin, my baby cousin loves her. All right, Sydney, Aww. can you name one show on TLC? Oh, I can. Um, can well, you? You can steal what? it from her. Come on, you got this. Uh, my mom oh, watches it all the time. Uh, 90 Day Fiance. So, yes. yes. Right? I know, but 90 Day Fiance is my show on that. Oh. So good. Good work. Guys, if you're not watching Ooh. 90 Day Fiance, you are missing out. Big Ed, he's like a four foot 11 guy. It's <laughs> hilarious. Okay. Awesome. Um, Eli, what do you want on your bagel? Uh, sausage, egg, and cheese. Sydney, favorite Ooh. Broadway cast album? Book oh, of geez. Mormon. <laughs> Great. Eli, something you auditioned for and wanted and didn't get? Uh, Stranger Things. Sydney, I wish I could see Eli play fill in the blank. 
Wait, what are you that's doing? Tough. What? So, oh, that's tough. Cindy, um, give I me wish... give me a roll. You want to see him do? I want to see you do Darren Hansen, but I also want to yeah. see you oh do goodness. maybe like the King and Hamilton, or oh. Peggy and Hamilton. Great. Why not? Um, Eli, same question. I wish I could see Sydney play. One of the girls in Sideshow, I feel. All right. Um, all right. This is a question for both of you. Who's your dream guest for your podcast? Kate McKinnon. Ben Platt. Great. Um, Sydney, what movie do you wish was a musical? Um, well, I was, wait, Elf is already a musical. Um I'm so bad at thinking. Um, Eli, can you help your friend? <laughs> I can't. Is, She's helpless. Is, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I hate you guys. I feel so attacked right now. Um, is has Mulan been a musical? Is that a bad answer? No, that's. I a mean, great, Mulan was like my answer. Mulan was my favorite Disney movie. Um, it's time so, to the business. To oh my gosh, the, the songs are so good. They're good. Um, okay, so we'll go with Mulan. Um, all right, Eli, we're getting there. Least favorite costume you've ever worn? A clown costume because I had to wear these really tight, bright blue tights. Okay, Sydney, Ooh. what role would you like to see Patti Lapone play? These are so hard. Oh. Oh, my oh, my gosh. Goodness. I feel like you're giving me the hard ones. I um, mean, I might be. <laughs> okay. Um... Oh, gosh. Everything. Great. Um, <laughs> fill in the blank, Eli. What is the worst? The worst part about touring is? Being away from your family. Uh, Sydney, first audition song. Um, I feel like it was a song that went, uh, together wherever we go. What is it? That oh, I think. probably it. It's called Together Wherever We Go. It's from Gypsy. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> Eli, yeah, what was your first audition song? I bet everyone can guess it because every little boy does it. Gary, Indiana. <laughs> oh, good choice for you. Um, okay, we're getting Ooh. there. Sydney, do you ever watch Fun Home Bootlegs on YouTube? Yes. Uh, yeah, Aww. I know I shouldn't, but like I never really got to see it. And I kind of like, like the fact that I could see it afterward, but like also don't do bootlegs. Okay. But I'm... I have the same question for both of you. Um, okay. Name... Uh, a musical you're okay with never seeing again. <gasps> That's tough. I feel a like music? all of the musicals that I've seen have generally been really good. I know I'm going to um, get a lot of hate for this, but maybe be more chill. That's fine. I'm not giving you it. No hate coming this way. Okay. From me to you. To be honest, I haven't seen that many Broadway shows. I know. Don't hate me. But sometimes it's like, oh, I don't want to ever see Fiddler on the Roof again. Like if you've just had enough of that. But it's okay. I don't know, man. We'll come back to you, Sydney. Okay. Okay, we're getting there. Um, uh, what Eli, what probably show would you like to be in that's currently running? Well, nothing's running, but you get it. Yeah, uh, Moulin Rouge. Great. Um, Sydney, do you want to be in Mean Girls? Do I want to be in Mean Girls? I've never seen it, but okay. It's great. Um, Sydney, best gift you received during <laughs> your fun home run? Um, all of the fan gifts were really touching. Um, and I, I can't, Did you I can't choose, gift? but also Alison, Alison Bechtel got me, uh, a, a, 
so this is going to sound weird, but my my uh, understudy Gabby, who we shared a dressing room together, we really wanted to make this kind of art collage of fun home. And we really wanted in the background to be the wallpaper that they talk about in the show. And I was talking to Allison about it and she sent me a little thing of the wallpaper, oh, which is really cool. But then also cool. my also Roberta Calindres, who plays Joan uh, on my birthday, on my 12th birthday, she gave me there was a a. a this kind of not even it's almost a yard sale but it's in the green room so it's a green room sale but not a sale it was free they were like here are some props that we're not going to use but they're very pretty and if you want to take them you can take them but I could only take like one and so I got one but there was one that I was just and I have it actually like very near quick fire um I know. I'm so sorry. No, so but what I did have, you take, Sydney? I, I had one. I had one very near, and um, I have. Sorry, I have what you guys. Okay, so um, there was one that I really liked, and it was so pretty. And Roberta was there when I was talking about it, but I was like, I'll just take this one. And then for my birthday, she what got was me it? that thing. She got me. It was like a vase thing, um, but she got me it with sunflowers in it, and sunflowers were my grandfather's favorite flower, oh. and um. He passed away, but that day I told myself um, that uh, I I would know that my grandpa said happy birthday to me if I saw a sunflower. And then so she came with this vase full of sunflowers, and it oh, just about signs. made me cry. I love that story. All right, last question for both of you. Um, Eli, you go first. One thing you wish people knew about you. And Sydney, that's the next question, so you could start. <laughs> oh, my God. Thank you for the head start. Um one thing I wish people knew about me, um, I have a really addictive personality. I don't know if that sounds weird or not, but like anything that I start on, like I obsess over it and I like have to do it. Well, that's good. As long as it's like puzzles and not drugs. Oh, so no, totally. we'll, oh my God. We'll, no, stop. <laughs> when people hear addictive personality, that, I know that's, that's why I was so, like, Oh, weird. We're going to let everyone know you're a good kid. All right. <laughs> yes. Sydney, what do you wish people knew about you? That I feel very deeply and I just whenever I love something or someone and I love a lot of things and I love so many people, I just, you know, I, I would never, ever, ever, ever want to let anyone down, including my fans and including anyone. So I just do the best that I can do and uh, hopefully that that's enough. Well, I think it's enough. You guys are so fabulous. You're going to be such a good team together. On your Thank podcast. You. Thank you. Hey, um, Mark, I actually have yes. one more comment. Just going oh, back God. to the Matthew Morrison thing. Mm-hmm. Um, he actually performed every show with like Greathers pastilles in his mouth while he was like on stage. Just had no a- way. I think that is like a very normal. I did Gypsy with Patty Lapone, not to name drop, but oh. um, she <laughs> also does the same thing. There's always like a candy in her mouth. Yeah. Um, but you know, whatever works for these superstars. You got they got to get through those eight shows a week. Yeah, exactly. Um, True. Okay, tell the people where they can find out about you guys and where they can find out about your podcast. Okay, Eli, you can go if you want. You can find me uh, at on Instagram t- at Tokash underscore Eli, and you can find us at Take a Bow Podcast on Instagram. And we we're pretty active, so feel free to reach out whenever. And we also have our email for our podcast there, so you can reach out to us via our email and give a listen to our podcast. And yeah, Sydney, you are can, you on the social medias as well? I am. Uh, going off of what Eli said, you can DM us any questions you have for our guests, um, and then you might be featured on our podcast. And yeah, I am on Instagram and Twitter, both with the name Sydney Lucas NYC, and. Yeah, that yeah, that's pretty much it. That's how you find them. 
Um, you both are so lovely, and I'm so thankful that you would Aww. spend a little time chatting on the Little Me podcast. Of course. It's been really interesting to hear your stories, and I'm sure people are going to love it. Of course, um, to get, find out more about the Little Me podcast, you can go to the Broadway Podcast Network. You can follow me, Mark Tuminelli, on Instagram at Mark Tuminelli, T-U-M-M-I-N-E-L-L-I. And uh, thank you guys so much. We'll see you all soon. Good luck with your podcast. I can't wait to listen to it. Thank and everyone, so stay safe. Wash your hands. And we'll see you soon. Thanks, Mark. Bye-bye. Bye, thank guys. You. Thank you, listeners. This podcast is produced by Alan Seals, Dory Berenstein, and the Broadway Podcast Network, and edited by Derek Gunther. For more information on the Little Me podcast, go to bpn.fm slash littleme. And follow me on Instagram at Mark Tuminelli or on Twitter at That Tuminelli. And for more information on workshops, classes, and everything Broadway Workshop, go to broadwayworkshop.com. Thank you for listening. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.